Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reached my podcast, Barbecues Movies. Today is November 15th, 2021. It is currently 1.58 a.m. in the morning. How was your weekend? My weekend, it was very busy. I'm so glad it's over. But, you know, I'm just glad to be working. You know, this in... This entire month, it started out pretty slow. Now it's getting pretty busy. I enjoyed my time off. Now it's time to get to work, right? All right, I'm gonna turn this down. And by the way, if all of you want an update on my smoker, I think some of you were wondering, how is your smoker going, Steve? Because um, you know, my backyard smoker is not. It wasn't doing too well. It, it kind of got rusted out. And I was waiting for Movie Guy Keone to come over. So Movie Guy Keone, I call him Movie Guy Keone because he's a professional prop maker for the movie industry. And he's also a very good cinematographer. And he also knows how to, he knows how to weld forged steel. He's a welder, right? So, uh, you know, I was waiting for him to, I mean, he was busy shooting movies and I, you know, doing other things, other projects. And finally, he got the chance this week, this past week, to come over uh, to bring his huge welder over down to my house to fix my smoker. And guess what? Uh, we're almost all done with it. I thought it was just going to be an in and out job. No, it was. it's a pretty tough job because that firebox, that, you know, the firebox for these little small backyard barbecuers, um, they're really little, they're little, really little rinky dink things. You know, they're not like the professional ones. And, um, you know, he put some big, nice steel on top of there. I think it's aluminum. Is it it's aluminum? No, it's not aluminum. Steel. Some nice steel on top of there. Welded it, but it was really hard for him to get his arc welder in there. And, uh, and his arc welder too wasn't, you know, wasn't performing at its greatest. So we finally got everything go- going and, when everything was going, we ran out of the wire that the arc welder actually required to make, I guess, to weld. I'm not sure how these welders work. So we're, we ran out of wire, and now we have to order wire. And unfortunately, unfortunately because of Joe Biden's economy, uh, we have to wait for some wire. So now, now, we're, now we're trying to scalp, you know, sc- um, I guess, scrounge around for some wire. And I, I think my, um, my, my uh, mechanic has some wire, so we're going to use some wire from him, make sure we get the right type of gauge, and we're going to be cooking, hopefully within the next week or so, maybe this week, and uh, yeah, everything hopefully will be good, hopefully it will be really, really good. So what am I going to be talking about today? Well, first of all, I can't be talking about my weekend because uh, I worked all weekend, right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and dude, i just been really busy because my house is undergoing renovation right now, and um, I had no idea... Uh, I guess my renovation would be going this quick. Uh, the contractors, uh, we hired out to actually fix up the house, actually to modify the house, to put these extensions on the house, to create, um, to break down walls and everything like that. Man, they are just, they are operating at light speed and they're very, very good. It feels like I'm on a, in an episode of, um, of, uh, what do they call it? Show, uh, Extreme Home Makeover, where they break down the house and they erect a new one, right? Within a very short amount of time. But they're not doing that for mine. Uh, they're not re- breaking down the house and putting up a new one. Uh, they're just extending a few places here, knocking down the walls and joining the kitchen and the living room to make it a nice, big, great room. Um, it, it, there's a lot of things going on. And, uh, you know, it just it's requiring me to move things out and move things here, you know, and it's just... Uh, it, it, you know, moving things here and there. I, I had to move my weight set the other day, and uh, that was about 400 pounds of weight. <laughs> 
going back and forth, and I'm just moving things from room to room to room to room because these guys need room to work. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been quite a, it's been quite an adventure, just to let you know. So <laughs> that's why I'm not doing as many podcasts. But while I'm actually doing this moving, um, I have the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial on my television set playing, uh, and I'm listening to it. And this prosecutor is just an idiot. I mean, I, I swear. You know, I didn't get to listen to the entire trial, uh, you know, because I'm moving things back and forth, right? But when I do, my jaw just drops. I mean, I can't believe they're actually prosecuting this young kid for murder. I mean, I could see possibly, possibly manslaughter, right? But murder, premeditated murder, I don't think so. I, that, that's such a far reach. And... um if I'm now, if I if I think I'm correct now, uh, I think that the trial has wrapped up. It's headed to the jury, and probably by the time you listen to this podcast, they're probably going to already have a verdict out there. I'm hoping right now on well, I'm hoping that it's an, it's a not guilty on all charges. Uh, if not, I if it's not guilty, I'm hoping the the judge actually throws out um, all of those charges out there because I don't think it's you know you can't. There's nothing that can justify the prosecutor did not make his argument beyond a reasonable doubt. I mean, even his argument, his base argument that Kyle Rittenhouse was premeditated, uh, predisposed, not predisposed, premeditated uh, to to commit murder by crossing the state line to Kenosha uh, is, is totally false because he does that all the time. Uh, you know, um, for the fact that, I, I, you know, the, the, this prosecutor tried to make the argument <laughs> that... Because Kyle Rittenhouse played Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Now, I'm sure a lot of my listeners out there play Call of Duty. Um, because he played Call of Duty with his friend, he was more, more than likely looking, out, looking for danger, looking out there to kill. Really? I played Call of Duty. I have, I think, five or six of their games um, on PlayStation 4. Uh, no, PlayStation 3. I don't have four. I don't have to have five. But anyway, uh, yeah, I love Call of Duty. I love those shoot 'em up games. I have so many first person shooter games, and you know, you, you run around there online and you shoot other people there, but that's not, that doesn't mean you're, you want to do that in real life. You know, no one wants to take a, a person's life. And you know, when Kyle Rittenhouse was out on there on the stand and he broke down and cried, uh, those were, those were tears that, I mean, that's, that perform it's not a performance, but what I saw on, on that, on that, um, television was not a kid who, you know, who was acting that those tears right there, that emotion right there, that was not crocodile tears, but apparently according to Joy Reid of MSNBC, those were white crocodile tears. And according to some people, um, some other people, I think who, who was it? Joy Behar, I think on the View, uh, she com- or was it? Or is it? Um, I forgot what her name was, but anyway, she compared Kyle Rittenhouse to Justice Kavanaugh, and the tears that Justin Kavanaugh had. Maybe it was maybe it was the same person, but anyway, you know these people are entirely racist. I mean, racism can exist on the other side. Black people can be very capable of being racist. You know, I've heard some from, I heard from some blacks before that they're incapable of being racist because, again, their skin color, 
doesn't qualify them to be racist. So they can hate many people, um, I guess, um, I guess according to their race, and still yet they're not going to be racist because of their because they were somehow oppressed in the past. Their great 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 uncle was oppressed. That argument is completely false. Racism is being prejudiced based upon race, and you kind of sprinkle it with a lot of hate. That's how you get racism. All right. And, and by the way, just while I'm on the topic of prejudice, being prejudiced of something isn't actually a bad thing. All right. The word prejudice just means you have a bias. It means you are prejudging something based upon uh, stereotypes. So if you have a prejudice, say, for example, if a person has a prejudice of dating white people or black people or anything like that, that's just their preference. It's, it's a prejudice. right? There. And, there will, and if they say they only want to date blacks or they only want to date whites, they only want to date Chinese or Asians, it doesn't mean they hate the other races. It doesn't mean they hate anything else. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of blacks who will only date whites. There, there, there are, there are. I, I've, I have some friends who, who will only date white people like that, right? But it doesn't mean they hate blacks or hate Asians or hate anyone. I mean, people have a prejudice against everything. Like, you know, there's tall people who don't want to t- date people who are shorter than them. And that's fine. That's fine. So they have a prejudice against short people. It doesn't mean they hate short people. And when they, and in court, when they dismiss cases, with prejudice, it basically means you can't retry someone for the same crime. So you're, 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 when they say you are innocent, right, and, the, and, and you're, this, this case is dismissed with prejudice or you're found innocent with prejudice, that means you're good to go. You're good to go. They, they can't take this and retry you. So the word prejudice is not exactly a bad thing all the time, but... You sprinkle it with hate in there, and all of a sudden, that's how you get certain type of preju- certain t- certain types of prejudices that are very very bad. So can you can if you hate short people, if you hate tall people, if you hate Asian people, if you hate blacks, if you hate whites, that's when it becomes very bad, right? So Joy Joy Reed, right? She just hates white people. It seems like oh my god, it is, it's horrible. It's really really bad. But um anyway. You know, you know, before I continue on to my entire podcast, I want to I want to um <laughs> I want to actually uh, tell you that my listeners over in Iran are back online. My two listeners over in Iran. Remember I think my last podcast I said they were gone. They're back. They're 100% back and get this. I have listeners in Nigeria. I have listeners in Taiwan, Brazil, Romania, Portugal, the Philippines, Japan, Austria, Guam, Italy, Latvia, Indonesia, and uh, is that about it? I, I, oh, Canada. I got Canada. And Australia, I have a little bit more in Australia. Most of my, most of my listeners are in the, in the, in the United States. So, so that's pretty cool. My Iranian listeners, they did not get executed. So thank you so much for listening out there. Um, most of my listeners, by the way, are female. 50% of you are out there are female. 43% are male. And, and this is a really big surprising thing for me. 7% of you out there have not specified whether or not you're male or female. So you're, you could be one of those questioning people who have no idea whether or not you're male or female. 
And that's very interesting because, you know, some people have labeled me as anti-LGBTQ, which I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I don't really care, you know, what you identify as. I really don't. But at the same time, I don't think your views should be, you know, pressed upon my view. And my view should not be pressed upon your you as well. We can both hold different opinions, right? And my view when it comes to the LGBTQ community, especially the transgender community, and I don't like to group everyone all together, you know, into lesbian, gay, bisexual, and then you have the transgender, then you have the queer, which was a Q. Now it's considered questioning. I don't know what it is, what the Q stands for. But anyway, you know, for the transgender community, I don't, like, for the transgender community specifically, I really feel that there, that line is so gray and it's worthy of discussion because I don't think that transgender females should be allowed to compete in female athletics because I do think they have a definitely a very strong advantage over natural females. It's like me right now. If I were to you know compete against a female, I would dominate them. Even if I'm not in that great of a shape, you know, I can still probably outlift them, right? Because I'm just, I have just that much more testosterone in there. And all of a sudden, if I put on a wig, or even if I don't put on a wig, I just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, well, I think I'm going to be female because I don't have to take estrogen or anything like that to be a, a transgender female. I just have to decide that, okay? If I decide that, all of a sudden, I can, I can compete in women's athletics, and I think there was this one guy, one dude over in um he played basketball. Uh, he was like a fifty year old um, uh, male who was pretty good in basketball before, and now he's a transgender female. And he never got to play, I guess, uh, organized basketball um, back in college. So he dropped back into college. Now he's in college and he's playing. This fifty year old guy is playing female female college basketball. How do you like that? And he's still about six foot three or six foot four. And he is out there dominating against these women, you know, because he can dunk. And again, like there's not many women who can dunk, but he can. And they're, and they're out there saying, wow, this woman can really dunk. No, he's a dude. He is actually a dude who's dunking on women. That's not fair. And there's a lot of transgenders out there who agree with my position. So, and even if you disagree with my position, it doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean you have to hate me. Anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial because I was talking for a little long, a little long time here. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to plug Anchor, plug my own company, and I will be right back. I hope you join me on the other side because I have a lot to talk about. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So. If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Alright everyone, welcome back to my podcast. You know, I don't really have a topic that I'm going to talk about today. I'm just going to free will it. So it's all a surprise. It's a surprise to me. It's a surprise to you. But 
I want to talk about right now about Joe Biden's approval rating and whether or not America thinks that he's doing a good job or not. So here's the interesting thing. A recent ABC poll um, just said that, well, he has a 41% approval rating, um, I guess, among all Americans. Now, of course, most of Republicans disapprove of him. But the majority of Democrats still actually approve of him. So before, his approval rate was at 91%. Now it's for Democrats. Now it's at 80% approval rate. Now, this is where it kind of now, amongst, amongst independents, it's a very low approval rating. So the independents who can think freely, they know for a fact that Joe Biden do, isn't doing a very good job. My question is that what in the world are Democrats thinking? I mean, any reasonable person can see that, you know, Joe Biden is not doing a great job. Kamala Harris, this entire, I mean, every single person on their staff is doing a horrible job. And it's, I'm beginning to think that, again, I had a podcast that, that said, you know, you know, um, liberalism is a mental disorder. That was a line taken by the, you know, Michael Savage. You know, I'm not taking credit for that line, but it's so true because they can't think straight. You know, I had a, I had a vow renewal on Saturday. I'm not going to name the couple, um, great couple, great couple, but I got into a discussion with one of their guests there. And uh, they don't know my political affiliation at all. But as we were walking back, they, uh, they saw the Secret Service uh, badge that I got from one of my other wedding couples uh, that, I, that was kind of like Velcroed onto my uh, photography bag. And they asked me, oh, you know, where did you get that from? I said, you know, that's a Secret Service agent. He was a former client of mine, now a current friend of mine, really good guy, a really big Trump supporter, by the way. And uh, he asked me, oh, oh so which, which president did he guard? And he says, well, he's, he's guarded all of them. He's guarded all. He's he's guarding. He guarded Trump. He guard. He's guarding President Biden right now, and he and he had Obama before. Uh, even he even guarded Bernie Sanders. Even if he disagreed with that person's politics, he is still doing his job. He's doing his job very very well. And um, uh, and and this gentleman out there, uh, he made a comment and said that well. You know, during during Trump, he no, I guess I guess no one really wanted to protect him. I don't see why people wanted to protect him for. And one of this other gentleman's friends who was there um, made another. St- um, it was a woman. Um, she made a snide comment saying that, well, you know, <laughs> if it weren't for Trump, we, you know, everything here in America would be just rosy right now. But we have to deal with all of this crap because of Trump. So again, I didn't want to you know <laughs> expose myself as a Trump supporter and as a Republican. Uh, but then I said, oh, what do you mean by that? She says, oh, everything from inflation, gas prices, everything from the debacle over there in, in uh, Afghanistan, everything from COVID. This is all Trump's fault. And Biden is just doing his best to try to get us on track. You know, this is all Trump's fault. I don't, want, I don't care what other people say. And the other person actually agreed. So, okay, they're heavy Biden supporters, right? And um, that kind of surprised me. That really, really kind of surprised me. But and, and then he told me, he says, you know, Trump and the Republicans, they don't like people like you, Steve, because, you know, they, they saw that I was Asian. They said they don't like people like you. And if they ever saw people like you, they would probably want to kill you. I said, whoa, really? That's, and I think they were kind of just joking with me there. But uh, I, I, I kind of laughed it off. But then it got, got me to think, thinking is that many, many Democrats – they see the world still yet 
through these racial glasses, right? These, these racial spectacles that everything is a matter of race. And if you look at the Democrat Party right now, they care more about race, white supremacy, than anything else. I mean, it's always white supremacy and climate change. I mean, it's, it's really, really weird. They, they don't live in the now. They complain about the past because white supremacy existed, but back in the past. And they worry about climate change, which may or may not happen 1,000 years in the future. Are they living in the present? Absolutely not. What is their plan to lower gas right now? Absolutely nothing. In fact, it may be even worse because Joe Biden and that uh, Governor Whitmer over there, they're thinking about maybe closing down another gas line, one that's coming from Canada to America that would definitely make gas prices up to about $10 a gallon, you know? And when I, th- I think it was when the, the transportation secretary was asked, what do they plan to do about gas prices? This lady laughed. In, 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 the, in the reporter's face. She just let out a laugh, like Kamala Harris. Really? And then she said, I wish we had a magic wand because all of the gas prices, they're all controlled by OPEC, a cartel called OPEC. Yeah, and, what, and, the, and the government that we gave you, United States was actually independent from OPEC. We produced more oil than OPEC at that time. We were self-sufficient until you folks came and ruined it all. So, you know, this is, this is the craziness of the Democratic Party right now. So if you have a person who is, you know, who voted for Joe Biden, and, you know, Pitmaster Keith will even talk about this about his own relatives, they still believe that every single problem, every single ailment that our country is going through right now is a result of President Trump. And everything that was good and good and happening during President Trump's time in office, that was because of Obama. Now, here's the thing. How can we tell who's responsible for what? Now, can people tell me what did Obama do to create a good economy? And they'll say, oh, well, he, had, he, he, he pushed money into the economy. He had a, he had a, he had a stimulus plan. <laughs> that stimulus plan didn't really, really work at all. You know, cash for clunkers, shovel-ready uh, made, made uh, I guess, uh, projects from the, from the federal government. No, that Solyndra, solar panel stuff, environment, green energy, none of that helped most of the companies out there. During Obama's time, during Obama's eight years, my wedding business, it was stagnant. It was really stagnant. As soon as Trump took office and he started cutting regulations here and there and businesses started saying, we have so much money now, we can expand because they all had cash on hands and they started expanding, expanding, expanding. And we saw growth out, that was out the window with inflation uh, under 1%. That, that was a great time. People were so wealthy. People were like, you know, their homes, people could afford, the prices of homes were, ra- were rising, but people could, aff- could afford it. You know, gas was cheap. I remember going to Texas and gas was under $2 a gallon. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was almost like, I think, $1.50 or $1.40. I was like, holy smokes, this was incredible. Now, what is gas right now in Hawaii? It's about four fifty a gallon. 
It's almost $5. And the Republicans, I mean, I mean the Democrats are saying, well, <laughs> who cares? Who cares? We care more about climate change and white supremacy. You know, we care more about, you know, police brutality. And these are all fictional narratives that they make up, fictional conflicts that they make up that they can literally solve with rhetoric. What are they going to do? How are they, how are they going to fix climate change, right? How, how are you going to really actually control the weather through taxes? How are you going to control the weather through carbon credits? You know, the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life is that carbon credits, you know, carbon credits, what do they do? What do they do? They give you the right to pollute. So, for example, if I go on vacation, if I pay with carbon credits, all of a sudden I offset my carbon production. Okay, how do I exactly do that by paying carbon credits? Well, this carbon company, they said, well, they're going to plant more trees or they're going to invest this into solar, some solar panels that will be the equivalent of actually you know, offsetting your carbon footprint. Now, that's impossible to calculate. It's really impossible. On top of that, <laughs> do you know that trees also and plants also give off CO2 at night especially? This is why many times in hospitals, you know, all the flowers you get inside your hospital room, they take away the flowers. So they breathe in CO2 during the daytime and they exhale CO2 at night. So they don't really, they kind of just offset themselves as far as CO2 production is concerned, but they don't actually take more CO2 from the Earth's atmosphere. And CO2 isn't actually that bad of a thing. Do you know that on Mars, you know, it is, it is CO2, their lack of, of actual CO2 in the atmosphere is the reason why they don't have an atmosphere there. Do you realize that? And that's what, if you don't have enough CO2 in your atmosphere, you're going to get Mars. And they have all of their CO2 is all frozen in lake beds right now. And the whole, the whole, you know, surface of Mars, the reason why it looks so red, it's because it's all iron and all the lake beds are all just frozen up, frozen over. And there's all rust over the, the lake beds and over the oceans over there. But in, in that ocean there, there's actually in this very frozen, these frozen oceans, there's CO2. So if there's a, if there's a way to heat up that ocean and release that CO2, you know, there's a chance that Mars may actually get back their, their atmosphere. You know, what, people always, you know, people always complain about, oh, you know, the, the climate alarmists. What happens if we raise our CO2 levels? Well, <laughs> does it mean death? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. Does it mean death for, for say, Canada or Greenland? Because, again, 95% of Canada or Greenland's, uh, I guess, uh, um, I guess the land mass is not habitable because it's so damn cold. Now, maybe for Africa, it would, it would be a pretty bad thing. But see, if we allow Africa, which we don't, under the climate change panel, they don't allow countries in Africa um, access to cheap gas, I mean, cheap energy. They are forcing impoverished nations, third world nations, to embrace solar energy or wind energy, which is very, 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 very um, ineffective. It's very cheap. If you want them to grow... You should you should have them embrace oil, but apparently the green the green thumb brigade doesn't want the third world nations in Africa access to cheap energy which could power air conditions. You know, right now over there in Nevada or in Arizona, it's really hot. It's really 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 hot, 
And if they didn't have access to cheap energy, well, people would die during the summertime. It would be like, and it would kind of be like certain of the hot countries over there in Africa. So why don't we allow them, the third world countries, you know, access to cheap energy? And if they did, less people would actually die. But, you know, they don't think like that. Everything's carbon credits. They don't have this big world view. They really, really don't. So when it comes to Democrats, it's really interesting because their view is always very narrow-minded. They never think five steps beyond what's happening now. Maybe some do, but many of them don't. And it, what's even more weird, they don't, think, they don't think in the present. They're always stuck in the past. They're always stuck, you know, right now. I mean, they're stuck in Confederate times. They're, they're stuck in slavery times. You know, they're, they're stuck in this world where police brutality did exist where it was rampant, where systemic racism did exist in the United States. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. How can you tell me America is systemically racist when I remember back in the 90s, well, it was all about R&B, hip-hop. Who are the the majority of those artists? Black people, right? Most of the stars. Michael Jordan was huge. He's still huge. He's, He's black, you know? You know, you know, cops were, you know, cops were good and cops are still good. Now we don't like being, being put over by the cops, right? You know, but again, cops, for the majority of them, they're still good. Now some of them are bad. Some of them are definitely bad. There's definitely bad apples in every single industry out there. There's bad apples in the wedding industry. There's crooks. You know, there's rapists everywhere. There's, there's like teachers who are rapists, right? There's, there's like Catholic priests who are rapists, but it doesn't mean all of the Catholics are horrible. It doesn't mean all teachers are horrible. So it doesn't mean all cops because you have some, some cops who are racists out there and possibly murderers and rapists. It doesn't mean all of them are bad. Just a very, very small amount, an extremely small amount. But this is the, this is the Democrats for you. They, they think metaphorically. Everything is a version of the truth inspired by a true story, but not really the true story, right? They're like those movies that you watch and it's always say, oh, this is inspired by a true story, which means, yeah, it's not really a true story. I just uh, took something and kind of made it up. (laughs) Not good, not good at all. Not good. But this is where we're at. And this is why the majority of Democrats still support Joe Biden because they're not thinking correctly. Now, if you have a relative out there or a friend and you're trying to like convince them to come to the, you know, to come to the Republican side, no, it's, it's not going to work because you can feed them all the, all the righteous news that, that is out there. I mean, I have some friends out there on Facebook that it's already proven that Russia did not collude with Trump and Trump did not collude with Russia to win the 2016 elections. But Hillary Clinton is out there saying it, right? The media on top of that, actually admitted that they were wrong. But still yet, on Snopes, they still, Snopes, they're fact checkers. If you put that, if you write something about Russia collusion on, on, on top of Facebook, you'll get a fact check on there saying that, oh, Trump did collude with Russia. There's actually ample proof. There's zero proof. Actually zero proof. Isn't it crazy? So this is what's happening. You have the Democrats who believe in this Story that's inspired by the truth. <laughs> it's a lie inspired by the truth, inspired by their truth, right? So, and that's what they're doing. They, they, they live in this fictional world and they don't want to be told the truth. They're so down this rabbit hole of lies 
that, you know, they've dedicated their soul, sometimes their existence, their hate, their anger, which, you know, which, which fuels their, their personality. <laughs> and they just can't let it go. You know, they still think that CNN, MSNBC, their local news, right, sometimes, they still tell them the full truth and nothing but the truth, which they don't. They absolutely don't. What are we going to do about it, right? What are we going to do about it? You know, there's some type of personality types out there that are just loyal to the, loyal to the very end, people. And uh, it takes a lot for them to change. But I will tell you this, the majority of these loyalists, and when I'm talking about loyalists, I'm talking about the personality type of loyalist. They will go down with the ship. They will go down. And that's on both sides of the aisle. So, for example, if you have, and that's on anything. So, if you have, like, say, for example, a loyalist of, like, on the Democratic Party, <laughs> they're going to vote Democrat all the time. They're going to think Joe Biden's doing a great thing all the time. On the, on the Republican side, you have Trump loyalists, right? And they think Trump would be doing a good job no matter what. And they will see no, you know, no, uh, I guess, nothing wrong with him at all. And nothing wrong with him. Yeah, am I a Trump loyalist? I like Trump a lot. I'm not a loyalist. I like him a lot. He is a flawed character, but so am I. I and I can, I can live with his flaws. I really can. He has a big mouth sometimes. He has a really big mouth, right? And sometimes some people, my, my really good friend, she tells me, I think Trump should just shut up sometimes. She loves Trump, but she said, he just needs to shut up. I don't, you know, for me... Personally, I disagree with her. I say, you know what? <laughs> Please speak up a lot more because I'm tired of the Republicans shutting up. I just want, I just want someone to speak up for me, especially. But who knows, right? Just really, who knows? But this is it. You know, the Trump. You have the Trump loyalist. You have the, this. It's a personality type. You know, talking about that really funny thing. You know, switching gears there, and I just like do a do a jump cut to another topic. But we're still talking about loyalist. You know, I saw that movie Dune. It sucked. I mean, for me, it sucked. I mean, if you see it and you love it, that's your thing. I mean, God, that thing sucked. And um, it was like, it was so boring. It was really boring. And I think, you know, you know, Pitmaster Keith and I, we did a podcast about that. I mean, I fell asleep two or three times. I think he fell asleep once. Uh, I had my mom try to watch it on HBO Max and she fell asleep. Uh, my dad doesn't even want to attempt to watch it. Um but uh, but Keith's brother and and his brother's wife, they, he loved it. Uh, movie guy Keone, he he thought it was he liked it, but it was, but he said it, he he liked the the nineteen eighties uh, movie better, the movie the version of Dune better. But here's the thing: you have some Dune loyalists out there who are just Dune, 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 and anything Dune is going to be good, anything. So they're going to like love it to the very very end. Um, they're not like Star Wars um, people because Star Wars loyalist <laughs> they're pretty critical they'll still see the movie but they'll still be, still be very objective about of, um, about it so it's pretty interesting when it comes to different loyalty groups when it comes to that personality type anyway people it is currently 2 38 a.m in the morning it's on november 15th i better go to bed because i got when i get up i gotta move my weight cage uh, Pitmaster Keith is coming over to my place to go help me move this thing because I still have to move it out of the out of the, my office here, and then I got to move it into the garage. And after they finish doing the flooring here, then I will be moving back in. So, uh, but the flooring I don't think is going to come in till January because we're apparently they're telling us we have to allow the the concrete to 
to actually cure for about a month because apparently concrete has to still breathe. So I think that thing will be in the garage for a bit. So I'll be without some weights, some really good weightlifting there. So anyway, that's it for now, people. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for booking with my company if you have already. Um, love it, love it, love it. And I will be talking to you all soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.